0: Okay, well, it is good to be here this morning, eh? Awesome. Cool. I am resting in the Lord, definitely. Well, I had a friend that sent me a video clip this week, and she said, my life just seems to be like this video clip. I want you to take a look at it. Okay. Now life can be like that sometimes, can't it? We rush here, we rush there, we don't take time to rest. And you know, 2016, we want you to have rest, but rest in the right way in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now I wanna speak um, so this is R and R, so it's rest. Paul did last week rest and refocus. And my uh, message this week was rest and receive, rest and receive. And I'm going to preach from Noah in the book of Genesis. And there's some verses that are going to come up on screen soon. I've done up a PowerPoint. Now, what if, you know, we we have the new year that started. We have dreams. We have visions. What if your vision stinks? I do have a theme to my... uh, uh, A point to my message. What if your vision stinks? What if things don't always go the way that you like them to go? Now, we read the story of Noah, and we can just glance over things as we read stories in the Bible, you know, don't we? We say God told Noah to build a a, a boat, an ark, so he built the ark. He took a long time building it, and then he got in the ark, and, and it rained, and the rain came, and the floods came, and then he got out, and yeah, yeah, good story, but What was it actually like for Noah? Have you any idea what it's like in an ark, not a cruise liner, not a glorified ship that you go on holiday and you see beautiful sights? It was an ark with three floors, with lots of animals. Have you any idea how much poop an elephant produces? (laughs) Have you? I went to the zoo with the kids once, and the elephants did walkabouts. The trainers take them, and they had a rubbish sack full of this stuff as it was going around. Now, you know that you, he, Noah was on this boat, or ark, for more than a year with these animals. I don't know how he did it, to be honest, because I would have been a bit whingy if it was me. And um, he had everything. There was dogs, cats, birds, giraffes. But the ark wasn't a cruise liner, like I said. The actual word for ark means chest or box. It was like a box with a window at the top and a roof. And um, if you go on to the the verses there, there you go. That's an artist's impression probably of what it looked like. But it may have been a bit different, but I just got that off the internet. And, um, you know, um, Noah, you know, you think you've got it hard, but Noah, it wasn't easy. <clears throat> and, you know, he thought Mrs. Noah was snappy after he took a 100 years or, mo- or less to build a knack. But after he'd been living with the crocodile for over a year, he decided that Mrs. Noah wasn't that bad after all. <laughs> and... Um, He says, I've been living and breathing poop for over 365 days. He could have thought that. And, you know, he might have said, Lord, this vision stinks that you gave me. This vision that you told me to build an act, it stinks. Is this what you really had in mind for me? Is this what life is all about? And often we can ask that, you know. But I tell you what, one thing that would have been really quite cool is when he's got off the ark, and he started to plant his crops, guess what he had lots of? <laughs> lots of manure. He had the best veggies, and um, wherever he landed, it would have been awesome. So there was no flushing toilets, no special viewing windows like you see in a cruise ship, just a box with a little window. And, you know, we ask, why, Lord, why am I going through this? But, you know, Noah was in the right place, Exactly where God wanted him to be. And you know, whether there was a noise from the animals, whether it was a bit smelly, he was safe from the storm, right where God wanted him to be. And you know, scientists tell us, do you know the safest place in a storm? Is in the, what's called the eye of the storm, right in the center. And skies are often clear above the eye. Winds are relatively light, and they say it is actually the calmest section of the hurricane, right in the middle. And you know, Jesus is the eye of any storms of life that we go through, and that he is your safe place, he is your ark. And so, why amidst all of this could Noah remain strong? Well, Noah's name, guess what it means? rest. Noah's name means rest. And Noah, who was rest, had learned to rest in Jesus, in his God. And every time he looked up to the light of the windows, to the light that was there, he was reminded that his father was watching over him, and he was his rest. He wasn't there to look around all the troubles, because it's easy to see all the troubles when we look around. There was no cruise liner good viewpoints in this act like there is in cruise liners. He wasn't there to look at the scenery, but he was there to look up to the light, which is Jesus. And um, that act was there to keep him from death. It was there to watch over his family and to keep them safe. God wants your focus to be not around, not on the negative, but your attention be on him. And rest in him. And there was a pastor who was jailed and tortured for preaching the gospel in China. The soldiers regularly tortured him for his faith. And they also gave him terrible jobs to do. And one of the jobs was he was asked to clean out the septic tank. So he had to get in there. They'd hand him a shovel. And he had to clean poop. And it was a horrid, horrid job. But do you know what? As he sat started shoveling there, he started to sing a hymn, and it was this. I come to the garden alone, while the dew is still on the roses, and the voice I hear falling on my ear, the Son of God discloses, and he walks with me, and he talks with me, and he tells me I am his own, and the joy we share as we tarry here, none other has ever known, Do you know that god will be with you in every circumstance that you're going through and it was a horrid thing there the soldiers didn't even want to go near him because he stunk so badly he stunk and they left him alone and he could just worship the lord he rested in jesus wherever he was isn't that awesome that no matter what you go through in life if you rest in jesus he will carry you through the storm God doesn't abandon you there. He never abandoned the act. He carries you through it. But what Noah didn't know was a rainbow was coming. A rainbow full of promises for Noah. A rainbow that Noah had never ever seen before. There were many first things after Noah had got out of the act that he had never seen before. And God will always be your supply to your vision, to your dreams. He will always provide. We do not read that Noah and his family and the animals ever got hungry on that ark. They were fed amazingly. It was a miracle. And the ark is like Jesus. Just like Noah and his family, he is your refuge and his safety. And you might think, oh, I'm really inexperienced. Why on earth would God ask me to do something this big? Or why would he ask me to do that? I'm not qualified for the job. Well, look at this. I'm really interested in the Titanic. I came from an area in Southwest Scotland where many staff lost their lives in Dalbete. There's a monument to them where I was brought up. And so it always interested me, the Titanic, Captain Edward J. Smith, he had, um, Captain of the Titanic, he had 43 naval years experience. Noah had none. He didn't need it. As God told him to build a boat, God gave him the vision for it, and Captain Noah built it. Did he worry about how he was going to sail it, or how, where it would end up? No, he rested in his God. There was no rudder, there was no wheel because God steered, the, steered it for him. And he rested in him and he trusted in him to bring him through it. Wherever it goes, God will be with you wherever you go. This year, next year, every year to come, he will be with you. He is your rudder, he is with you. If God calls you for something, he qualifies you. You have no need to worry about any experience No worries. Rest in God and he will see you through whatever you go through. The Titanic carried 20 lifeboats. Do you know how many the ark had? None. God's not in the habit of losing people. The Titanic had 2,228 people on board and sadly only 705 survivors. But on Noah's ark... All eight people that went on board, all the animals that went on board, 100% saved through that storm. God is not in the habit of um, losing people, as I said. The Titanic was designed by Alexander Carlyle. Noah's Ark was designed by God. What a great boat builder God is, I can tell you. He has, didn't need a lifeboat because Jesus was the lifeboat. He was the ark, and he is the ark to you if you rest in him. Hand over all your troubles to him, and you will receive your blessing. Trust him. When God is the builder, he produces a masterpiece, doesn't he? When he gives us a vision, he will bring it to completion when you rest in him, and Noah rested in the promises of God. Now, chapter 8, I might have it up here if you move forward probably a couple of slides, keep going. Chapters 8 says, and God remembered Noah. God remembered. Is it like God all of a sudden forgot? And he, and he said, oh, where have I put Noah? Oh, that's right. He's over there floating on the ark with lots of smelly animals God actually does have everything in control. You need to take hands off and let God guide you and steer you. God remembers you here in 2016. He is so interested in everything about you that not one promise that he has made to you will he fail to deliver. He he fulfills his promises to you. He remembers all the prayers that you have made He sees everything that you go through and he sees where you are going, just like he did with Noah. God wants you to rest in him and trust him for all that he has promised you. If that was me, I'd probably get out of that boat after it landed. I'd be out of that boat and go, oxygen, fresh air, clean air. It'd be awesome. But, you know, there was other things on Noah's mind because um, Genesis 8 and 4, says this, and the ark rested on Mount Ararat. That's interesting. It rested on a mountain. It wasn't stuck in a valley or left floating on the Dead Sea or the Atlantic or the Pacific. It rested on a mountain. And I think that's quite amazing because God wants you to have mountaintop experiences. You see, when you rest in Jesus, who is your rock, And you trust him as your mountain, and you have those mountaintop experiences, everything looks different from the top. If you're stuck in the valley, you're going, I wonder what's up there, you know, you're down in the valley, valleys are nice, but guess what, you get up on top of a mountain, you get to view the whole land. You see things in a different perspective. You don't see so many troubles, but you look out and you think, wow, this is amazing, and Noah came to rest in his ark on a mountain. Your perspective will change. God wants you to have mountaintop experiences. I've got a slide up here with two images. Can you pop them up? I want you to tell me if you think what they are. What's the one on the left? Do you know? No camel. You probably know where it is. Fly's eye. Okay, I'll let you off. What's the one on the right? You know what it is? Put the next slide up. Thanks, Isaac. It's a bee's eye. When you stand back and you look at something, sometimes you can't see the trees for the forest. But when you stand back and you look up, put the next slide up. The next one was a walnut. Walnut. Isn't it interesting that you look under a microscope and it's like, whoa. But sometimes we can't see our troubles for the troubles because we just need to rest in God and stand back from it and rest in Jesus because he takes care of it. When you stand back and have a mountaintop experience and you rest in Jesus, your life will look so much different. You won't be stuck down in the valley, but you'll be on top. So Aaron... Uh, Sorry, Noah rested on the mountain. Isn't it great? He rested in Jesus. And rest and receive is the focus of the message today. What did Noah actually receive when he got off? So we're going to look at what Noah received. Because what Noah didn't know while he was going through the storm with all those animals and his family was God had a rainbow of promise for him never ever seen before. Are you waiting for your rainbow of promise this year? As you rest in God's promises, you will. I can assure you, you will receive your blessings. God tells Noah, chapter 8, verse 22, and it's up on the screen. While the earth remains seed time and harvest and cold and winter and summer and winter sorry cold and heat and summer and winter day and night shall not cease what a great promise eh, from god do you know what it mentions a harvest well i can tell you this is the first mention of seasons in the bible with noah God, whether he introduced it for the first time, scripture doesn't tell us whether it was before it, but he introduces a harvest right here. It may have been before it, but this is the first mention after Noah. And I love that because what comes with the seasons comes a harvest and a big harvest. And um, when something is mentioned in the Bible, God wants us for the first time to really take notice of it. So I get from that... Keep sowing your seed. Keep going. Because Galatians 6 verse 9 says this. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time we shall reap a harvest of blessing. If we don't give up. As you rest in Jesus and his promises. Don't give up. Because there is a harvest. And uh, chapter 9 says this. He has another promise or another blessing for Noah. He says this, be fruitful and multiply. When God gives you a vision and a dream, he wants you to be fruitful and multiply. God is about increase, not decrease. He gives us a vision. He wants it to be a fruit and to multiply. God designed you to be fruitful, to be prosperous and to be all that he designed for you to be. He made you to weather the storms of life, just like the ark. He made you to actually rest in Jesus. He will bring you through everything because he's never lost a man overboard. And he never will. God wants you to take notice that when you rest in him, you will receive. It's like a rest and receive principle in life. When we trust in God and allow him to guide us, we will receive. And not just receive, but receive a harvest and a good harvest. Noah could have been assured of a great harvest, a great supply. Just like here at Excite Church, God has given us a vision. And even when things sometimes don't maybe go so well or things look like they stink, do you know what? I know that God is going to bless us with a harvest because we will not give up. Just like that Galatians 6 and, and, and 9 says that, We will not be tired. We will not give up. But at the right time, God has about time at the right time. Sometimes it's like, I want it now. But it's not. God has a time for everything. And he knows the best time. And it will be a great harvest. So um, chapter 9, verse 12 and 13. God has something else. And this is the rainbow. God puts a bow, it says in the Bible, I might have it up there, but if I don't, I'll read it. God puts a bow in the cloud as a reminder and a promise to Noah that he will never flood the whole earth again like this. Notice that it sets it. He puts it in the cloud. He doesn't put it in a beautiful bluey sky, but he puts it in the cloud. You know, for every cloud that you go through in life, there is a rainbow of promise. And not a boring, colorless rainbow, Because God likes to do things that are really amazing. But seven beautiful colors of a spectrum that together make up white light. And scientists actually call it a multicolored arc. A rainbow is actually a full circle of light. But due to us viewing it from the ground, we only see a semicircle. But God wants you to remember the rainbow. Every time you look up and you see one, remember his promise. And I know the promise is given to me is a harvest. And I want to show you a picture. We do sausage sizzles. Every time we run a big event, a youth event, we run a sausage sizzle in the domain by the high school there so that when the kids come out from uh, 3 o'clock, when they're finished, we're standing right there with sausages, a drink, sausage and bread, and a drink. And we give them this, and we tell them about our events. Like, we have identity dance crew and we have speakers that come and they are great events we get a few hundred youth in here but one day it was raining and it was um, starting to rain and I guess then we're setting up and it was drizzling and I said Lord I don't want the rain I need it dry to be able to do this reaching out to the community and God put an image have you got that image up there thanks Isaac and he put that up and I just thought thank you Lord that is so cool That's a promise to me. And I was talking to God and I said, that's a promise to me that you're never going to flood the earth again. And he said, well, actually, I am going to flood the earth again. And I went, what do you mean? And he said, I'm going to flood it with the souls of people. A great harvest is coming to Christ. And I went, I believe it. Lord, thank you, Father. It's awesome. So that God's promise that we will reap a harvest. So brilliant. eh? So that was God's promise to me, sir. And remember Galatians 6, verse 9. At the right time, we shall reap a harvest. God's promise, rest and receive. Noah went into the ark at the right time. Noah came out and rested on the mountain at the right time. Rest, you rest upon the mountain. Rest upon the rock today. Rest and receive from Jesus this morning. And you know, I want to ask you today, if you haven't learned to rest on Jesus, if you haven't received Jesus as Lord of your life, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Because I tell you what, I would not like to do life without Jesus. Because if you want to know what rest is, you need to have Jesus in your heart. You make him Lord of your life. So if I could have the music team up. They are all there. Awesome. If you could bow your heads and I just want you to think about this just now. Right at this moment, the spirit of God is moving through here and I want everyone to have a think about where they stand. If the storms of life came today, where would you be? Would you be safe in the ark of Jesus? Would you be safe with him or would you be left floundering without him? And I'm just going to pray with each one. And I want you to say this prayer. If you have never received Jesus as Lord of your life, I want you to have this opportunity to receive Jesus right now. Father, we thank you for your grace. Thank you that it is extended towards the whole world, not just a selective few, but to each one of us who have a need for you, Father, and we all have a need for you. So, Father, I just ask your blessing to be upon these people here, and for those who haven't received you, that they will come. And you can say this with me, Father, I receive you into my life. Forgive me for all the wrong things that I have done I make you and receive you as Lord of my life that I can face any storm that comes because you are my safety. You are my refuge. I trust in you from this day forward forever and ever. Amen. And God says to you, there's no man lost overboard. You are safe with him. So if you, have, if you said that prayer or you want us to pray with you, Paul, myself, or Aaron, or anyone else. We'll be happy to do it with you. We're just going to rest in God this year. Okay, guys? We're going to take it away. Thanks, guys.